Welcome to the history of the Batman with London. Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey. Oh, this, is, this is my part here. Let <laughs> Adam. Me, yes, yes. Let, Damn it. let me do the introduction. <laughs> do it, man. <laughs> Welcome to the history of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures of art and literature, the Batman. My name is Adam Silverstein. I've been substituted by Mason Booker, and I'm damn happy about that. And as always, I am joined by London. And from the shadows, we never know if he's going to say anything. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Shadow Adam. History of the Batman is produced by London. Actually, oops. (laughs) This is why you can't do it anymore, man. It's produced and engineered by me, oh, yeah. Mason Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, buddy. I love you. That's okay. Hey, thanks for having me back. No, this is the best surprise. You have no idea. Happy Thanksgiving. I know. Yeah, all the holidays. I've flown in from Switzerland to be here with you, London. <laughs> And uh, I just want to say how proud I am of you and all the accomplished. I mean, it's really something special. (laughs) London has been on fire uh, for the last couple months. Right. But I think one of the things for me is as I I sit back and reflect, I mean, we started this, London. When did we start this show? May of last year, 2015. And I remember when we first met and talked about you know, what you wanted to accomplish with this show and some of the the celebrities or the the contributors to the Batman mythos that you wanted to meet. And by doggone it, (laughs) you did it. I mean, you have recently interviewed Grant Morrison. Yes, which was fantastic. And you know he's one of my favorite writers. Unbelievable. You've actually got your hero, the voice of Batman. (laughs) Yes. How does that, I mean, how does it feel? No, it, it was an amazing experience. And it was, it, and it's like, oh, you shouldn't meet your heroes and things like that. But he was so great. And he's so passionate about the character. So I, it just made it even better for me to know that him voicing Batman for 25 years, that he loves it just as much as everyone loves to hear him. So it was, it was great. It was so mm. fantastic. And then you hosted panels at the Los Angeles yeah, Comic which Convention was great. by Stan Lee. Yeah. Those how was that? Were, oh, those were great. I of course was initially a little nervous, but I got into it, and and it and all of the panels were great, and all the panelists were, were so nice, and everyone loved doing the panels, and they liked my questions, which I was glad about. But the whole experience, that whole weekend, it was it was fan, it was amazing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I gotta <laughs> tell you, while I'm in the beautiful Swiss Alps, <laughs> I've downloaded the history of the Batman podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I listened to your interviews with uh, all the panels and, and the different uh, people you were interviewing. And I just have to say, uh, damn good job. Thank you so much. Good job. Thank you. Well, guys, short but sweet. <laughs> I'm back leaving for Switzerland. I know. Ah, and uh, We missed you. Yeah. So we're so glad that you're here. We get to see you. Thank you so much. And next time I will come and I'll sit for a full episode, hopefully. (laughs) We can hope. hope. Yes. Thanks, Mace. And Mason, you've done an excellent job. And I couldn't think of a better co-host for Mason, or for London, sorry. (laughs) It has been a while. Thank you. I I appreciate it. But London has uh, grown and exponentially so much and has made it so easy. I've actually, I was commenting to her before you showed up that um, her interviewing skills have just gotten so good. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, All see you guys right. later. All right. Love you. <laughs> oh, bye, Adam. Oh, oh, that was so good. Early Christmas present. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I so happy to see him because we have missed him because he's been here since it began, since the Batman with London began, and he's so. He great. was the first man. <laughs> he was the the proto host, and and we got to talk to him, and he's doing well in Switzerland, and his family, and everything. And so I'm so happy for I him. I know. I told you, he won the game. <laughs> he won the game. He got out, and he just his his children eat chocolate. He just lives life in the beautiful Swiss Alps right. with his wonderful wife. Which he's, is, I'm so happy for him. Yeah, he's so good. Yes. So, 
What else are we what else are we thankful for, London? No, I mean well, I mean I'm thankful for lots of things. Oh, I'm thankful for you. I am thankful for you too, Mason. And I am thankful to have the opportunity to talk about Batman and his history. And I am especially thankful for our our, our other special guest. Yeah. <laughs> the special guest that we yeah. Sorry to be upstaged by Adam, <laughs> the return of Adam Silverstein. But Which yeah, was a complete surprise, by the way. Blew, blew us away. But who, who is our special guest yes, today? We are so thankful for this guest today. I, I am. And since this is History of the Batman and we discuss the creators and everyone in the media and everyone that has brought life to this character, this is indeed a very special guest. We have... The granddaughter of Batman co-creator Bill Finger. We have Athena Finger with us. So, what? hi, Athena. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. This is great. It's, it's living history. It's literally, it's it's history. Just just there. It's amazing. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Because we My have pleasure. Yes, My pleasure. we have talked about your grandfather's contribution and work literally all the time. <laughs> We've had a couple episodes <laughs> focusing on Golden Age, the creation of Batman and how he came to be. And we today want to discuss with you your grandfather's work and more so about the journey it took for Bill Finger to get, I would say, the rightful credit that he deserved for creating Batman. Um, so I think I'm just going to, for people maybe who are listening that aren't really in the know about the creators, which is totally possible. Who, because, who is this? I don't know. Right. And and it's, it's crazy because if you aren't necessarily into comics and yet you like Batman because of the films or because of the video games or other visual media, you may have seen the name Bob Kane because it's Batman created by Bob Kane or even recently, in certain media you'll see Bob came with Bill Finger but maybe people don't know who Bill Finger is so and this is from what I know Athena and you may know even more than just what us fans generally know but uh, Bob Kane uh, created Batman out of request I think by Vin Sullivan to have another popular character like Superman who came out in 1938 for national publications or DC Comics and once Batman, the character was created. Uh, Bill Finger came into the picture, who was named, I believe, a ghostwriter of sorts, and he visually changed the character radically from the color scheme to adding the the cape and the cowl and the gloves and everything. And he even added, I believe, a detective element to his persona that went alongside, I guess, the vigilante hero that Kane originally suggested. Um, so Athena from your perspective as being a family member of Bill Fingers, is there part of Batman's creation story that maybe us fans don't know that there's even more to it because we're just going off of almost he said, <clears throat> she said. So what is what is really the perspective of Batman well, being created? I mean, you have it pretty straight on. I mean, really what it comes down to is Bob Kane wanted to make money just like the Superman team was making money. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Bob Kane had already been kind of established. He had his own studio. He had his own strip already. He'd already been putting stuff out there. Um, he spent, you know, he and my grandfather actually went to the same high school. Although they didn't know each other in high school. It wasn't until a few years later where they met at a party. And, um, you know, they got to talking and Bill expressed that, you know, he wasn't happy with his current situation. He really wanted to be a writer. He was passionate about it. So um, <clears throat> when Bob Kane decided to go ahead and, and create this character in um, response to the Superman character, he knew that, um, you know, he could bring in a fresh new palette. So that's what he did. And Bill was definitely driving force once he saw what Bob King was trying to accomplish with his character and kind of just molded it into something that, you know, made more sense than, you know, the bright red suit and the blonde hair and the right. wings and, you know, the, you know, not really instilling some kind of fear into the criminals or anything like that. So 
you know, all of those elements were brought in um, once Bill really understood where this character could go. Um, started to, you know, change the costume, like you said, and the color scheme and all that. So more what we're used to seeing now. Um, you know, and he's gone through so many changes since then, so... You know, they add a little, they take a little away, and then they put it back. (laughs) Right. Um, Yes, and I... So, I mean, but then, you know, the the real thing is, is that, you know, Bill is the one that wrote all of the original origin stories. Like, you know, the first Joker and Catwoman and Scarecrow. So he he wrote the death of the parents and everything? What's his story? Like, all of that was the writer. That was Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I mean, unfortunately at the time, you know, nobody really got a byline on anything. I mean, it was very rare that Siegel and Schuster even had both of their names on something. It was common for most of them had to have ghost writers or artists or whatever and not give those credit to those people. But Bill was more than just a ghost writer. I mean, he was the writer. He was the driving force. He was the one that was obsessive, doing tons of research for every story, you know, trying to make the next one better, more interesting, more entertaining. You know, that was his passion. No, I I definitely agree. And like you said, a lot of the other writers or artists, they, they weren't recognized for many, for many, many years, it would say Batman created by Bob Kane. And that was all of the recognition for any of the comics. <laughs> like that was, that was it. And that really didn't change until they started doing, I think, reprints in like the sixties. But I kind of, before we, we, we continue talking, I wanted to touch upon for many people, they think that oh, Bob Kane had some type of contractual agreement and that he had all of the rights to Batman. Did Bill, do you know if he had something, anything in writing that gave him any type of credit or is it just, no, there no, was nothing in writing. There was nothing I mean, in writing. Basically what it comes down to was Bill was not of means and he was Jewish and he wanted an opportunity to, to chase his dream to be a writer. Bob Kane came from an affluent family, understood contracts and lawyers and things like that. Um, so, I mean, he took advantage of his situation. And unfortunately, he, in that process, he took advantage of a creative person who was able to give him what he was looking for, which was fame and notoriety. That's what Bob King wanted. Um, Bill wanted to write. That's what he wanted to do. Um, He was an artist, and that's what his life was, was his writing. So, I mean, it's just very different. I mean, we are a product of our situations as we grow up, and that's basically what it came down to. Yes. Bill could have fought harder, been more vocal about it. But again, he was happy to have a job writing. Right. You know, doing what he wanted to do, what he was passionate about. It wasn't until much later that he started to get more and more frustrated because you could see what Bob was doing mm-hmm. <clears throat> as far as the the fame, you know, the money that came with that, you know, the stability that comes with that. So did Bill Finger so, um, not receive any type of royalties or anything outside of a, a, a regular paycheck for the... No, he was paid for his scripts, and that was it. Mm. Like, wow. He was taken off of Batman in the 60s because he needed health insurance. And mm. so instead of giving him health insurance, they stopped giving him work. So, um, And that was what they did to the, you know, the original, the gold... Golden Age guys were not treated very nicely as they were moving on because they could get all the fresh young talent and not have to give them all the benefits and the and the pay that they were, you know, starting to have to give to the people who've been around much longer. So instead of doing the right thing, they kind of just phased them out. I mean, what, I mean, my grandfather was writing for DC up until he passed away, mm-hmm. but he wasn't making, you know anything significant and he wasn't writing for Batman. He wasn't, you know, they would give him other work, but never Batman work. Hmm. Well, I think it's noble that he 
really just wanted to be able to write when he did. And although it is completely unfortunate that he wasn't given the recognition or royalties or any of that, that he was so passionate about the characters and the work. And um, I mean, he didn't just help create Batman, but his mythology as well, from the shaving the Batcave to the Batmobile and characters, we're going yeah, characters like Joker. Right. Yeah. All of that. And even the characters like Joker and really, and there is a, an illustration that I think Ty Templeton did where he showed what it would be like, what Batman would be like if it was just from the mind right. of it's, Bob King. <laughs> I love that. Right. Great. It is awesome. a great illustration. Now I wanted to ask you, do you think with, out um, your grandfather's influence, would we finally see Batman we know and love today? Like if it was just Bob Kane, if it was just him and not Bill Finger, or would Batman become a, an ex- obscure character? Do you think he would still be? I think he would have icon? fallen into the obscure, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the look didn't really match the name. Right. You know, I don't think that he really had, you know, he just had this one drawing. He didn't have a story. He didn't have what's going on. Mm-hmm. What's the other stuff? You know, um, a picture is just a picture. But when you have words that go with that picture, it has right. a completely different meaning, you know? No, exactly. Um, so, I mean, it, you wouldn't have what we have now. It wouldn't have not have been 70 almost 77 years later for that particular character. Mm-hmm. Might have gotten a short run, maybe a year, if they were lucky, um, depending on how, what kind of dynamics they brought into it. But it, we don't know because that's not what happened. Right. And, because essentially it's the story of Batman that really hooked everyone, you know? Right. Exactly. Yes. Why is he doing that? Oh, well, he has this tragic reason. It's not like he was mutated or came from another planet. Or he's just a regular person. Right. So that dynamic right there made him different than any other character that was out there. Exactly. It's his his humanity that we're such a fan of. And like you said, the visual and the story is just as important as what the character looks like. I completely agree. Um, You said that while your grandfather was alive, he didn't really necessarily fight for the credit. Did he ever kind of go out and try to get his name on the byline or did you just, like you said, he just wanted to write and he just kept um, writing? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he ever truly like fought in any way. I mean, mm-hmm. he did say, you know, in interviews, um, there was an interview with him for one of the fan magazines where he's like, yeah, I, I co-created that character. And the response that he got from Bob Kane and the different fan magazine was, no, you're lying, and I created Batman solely. And, you know, so there was a risk there, for sure. There was definitely, you know, Bob Kane got what he wanted, basically, and Bill just kind of took it because he didn't know of any other way to deal with the situation. Right, and it wasn't even until years after Bill Finger passed away that Bob King even gave a little bit of recognition, like, "Oh, he should have got more." Right, recognition. but that was that was kind of forced. <laughs> right, exactly. Tom Andrea was the um, co-writer of Bob King's autobiography, mm-hmm. and you know he really was a voice for Bill. He's like, "You have to, you have to tell the truth here. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is not accurate." what you're saying. Yeah. You need to tell the truth. So that, you know, he was kind of, I don't want to say forced, but he would kind of nudge to like, come on, like this was your friend. He helped you get everything that you have. Right. So like, give him a little bit of credit. You yeah. Know? Which is, which is insane. So he probably wouldn't even have said what he said if he wasn't pushed to do it. He wouldn't have done it on his yeah. own. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Um, okay. Well, I mean, if you look at what his gravestone says, I mean, that says yeah. all right there. <laughs> that is true. What, what does it say? <laughs> so, I, I mean, thank you, Tom Andrea, for opening up your mouth and saying, come on, you got to get the man a freaking bone. Nice. No, I mean, definitely. So, when did you become involved necessarily with, with, uh, 
with getting your grandfather's name credited, when did um, your involvement start or when did you see that you want you as part of the family, like you wanted to try and get his name on the byline? Um, well, I mean, I, I had always wondered what I could do about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, after my father passed away in 92, um, I mean, my mom and I kind of had a conversation about it because I knew that I was the only other person that I could approach the subject. Right. But, you know, it was it was just before my 16th birthday when my father passed away. Mm. So I wasn't really quite to a point in my life where I could be like, okay, well, let's just go do it. Yeah, yes, right. You know, if you're saying that I really can't pursue this right now, then I'm not going to pursue it and I'm going to have to just put it on the back burner. And that's pretty much what happened up until, until about um, 2007 is really when it started. But, mm -hmm. I mean, I had made a couple phone calls in between there to find out what I could do, um, you know. And I wasn't getting much response, but there was a whole bunch of other stuff that was going on. Besides that was surrounding my father's death and what happened with the bill for finger credit. And, it, and so... That was a whole other mess that needed to be taken care of on top of how do you, how do we get Bill's name attached to it. Mm -hmm. So it was a process. I had to go through the process, and that didn't really get started until, until Mark Nobleman got in touch with me in 2007. And he had to push me to do that. He had to, you know, he's like, come on, it's really, it's time. Mm -hmm. And so I, I you know... I started thinking about it and talking to my family about it. You know, what are my options? Right. What are the options? Um, there really weren't any at that point. I was still like, oh, my God, like, there's still an interest. There's people who want this to be corrected. I wasn't part of the comic book world, so I didn't know if there was, you know, people even knowing who he was. Right, exactly. I mean, as simple as that. Like, I didn't know people knew my grandfather. Because when I would talk about it, people would look at me cockeyed and be like, what are you talking about? Like, your grandfather didn't creep that, man. You're so full of it. And it's just like, but, you know, that's but, the truth. Right. It's, <laughs> but, it, you yes. know, but it's different now because we have technology and we have, you know, the internet and people are more connected and sharing information through the internet and social media and podcasts and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I wasn't aware of that because, again, I wasn't part of that culture. I mean, I was a mom. I did my own thing. I went back to school. You know, I wasn't mm -hmm. in that. Right. <laughs> I was very suburban. <laughs> Definitely. So, I mean, and I didn't really read comics growing up either. It just wasn't mm -hmm. part of my culture. I was... You know, I was creating art as a child. I was a painter. I was a drawing. I was doing other things. I was not reading comics. So, right. um, but were you familiar so, with I mean, I Batman and all of that? It. No, I was creating my own images, my own um, characters. You know, nothing like superheroes or anything. They yeah. were always like animals and things. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> But, you know, it was fun and it kept me occupied and, and you know, I I wanted to pursue art mm -hmm. as a career as a child. So, I mean, I was too busy doing that to be reading it right. the way I was, uh, which is great, you know. Um, it's not until more recently that I've actually started reading the actual comics. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have a lot of catching up to do, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so you said that in 2007 is when something kind of initiated to get credit. Right. And, right. And so it's only been about a year now. I think it was September of last year where they, for starting on the show Gotham and then starting in like Batman and Robin Eternal and then in Batman vs. Superman, yeah. that. It, you can finally see that it says Batman created by, and it's in all it's in the books now. Right, it's, it's in all the it's all the comics. Yes, it's not, it's not a right. It's everywhere now. How did you get to that point? What was the resolution after all of these years? How did how did that happen? Can you say? Well, again, <laughs> uh, a lot of factors played into that. I mean, a lot of them. I, again, um, you know, fans were a part of that. 
uh, Mark Tyler Nobleman's book that he wrote about my grandfather definitely um, brought up a lot of new people aware of it. Um, he lectures around the world to schools about Bill's story and the Superman um, team and what they went through and how, um, you know, it's not always right and you got to fight to make it right. And that's, you know, pretty much what his stories were about when he goes and lectures about those two books. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, you know, and he also does this whole other thing about getting people really involved with um, research and being a detective to find out um, the true story behind the history of something. And, and he does this whole thing that's, that's amazing with that. And so um, having people like that on my team really was a huge help. Um, he's just one example. Um, but he's the one that, that brought me into it. Uh, he put me in touch with various people. Um, I also met people when I was invited to the premiere. Uh, the first movie premiere I went to was in 2008. Um, and I met people like Michael Uslan, who actually got to meet my grandfather. And mm. we got to talk about that. And he was so excited to tell me this story because he knew I never met my grandfather. He right. passed away before I was born. So, I mean, I through, through all of this, I've met amazing people who were willing to support Bill's cause to get the history corrected because that's really what it's all about. I mean, he's such a huge pop icon in the world, and the history is so wrong. Like, this is not correct. It needs right. to be corrected. So, and that's really what the campaign was about. Get Bill's name on there. That's the true history of this character that everybody loves. Why do we have to live a lie when everybody knows the truth? Mm-hmm. Now let's make it known. Right. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's really what it came down to. So Did, it was a series of things other than just the legal side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had a question about that. Just, did Did you have to go to court against Bob Kane and the estate? Uh, I can't actually talk about the legal stuff. Uh, oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> we didn't know um, what you could and couldn't talk about. <laughs> I don't seem to, like, dance around it, but I, could, I really can't talk too much in depth about that side of it. Okay. Um, other than that, you know, I had a woman, my sister is an attorney. Okay. Uh, okay. When she went to law school, her actual uh, main area was copyright law. So I was very fortunate that I had someone who was very knowledgeable in my family about Definitely. this stuff. Heck yeah. Um, and she uh, was able to find people who were really going to help us with getting this sorted out. Because that's really all it was. It wasn't that, you know, that people didn't want to give him the credit because I, more often than not, people are like, we know what your grandfather did and we know that his name should be there, but we're, our hands are tied. Mm. So, I mean, there, there's got to be a way around it. So it's, if everybody wants it, then there's got to be a way around it. So it's just a matter of finding out what that is. And so she was able to find people that were able to untangle that so that we could get to the point of where now Bill's name is attached to everything. And now the history has been corrected and more people are learning the correct history. And people like yourselves who are sharing Bill's story and the true history of Batman Mm -hmm. are just making it that much easier for people to really know what situations were like back then. It's not just Bill. I mean... There's the Jack Kirby case, there's this case, there's that case. Right. I mean, we hear about it all the time. And it still is practiced today, even in 2016. It's still, you know, people are not getting the credit that they deserve for their creation. Because people feel it's okay that they steal other people's ideas right. and profit from them. Right. I I did have a question. Maybe you can't really touch upon this more like the legal thing, but for... Many when it's like, for instance, for uh, Superman, it's a uh, Jerry uh, Siegel and Joe Schuster, and it's the and. But with Batman, it's created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger. Is there any way you can touch upon why it's with and not and? Does that matter? Is that a thing? Is that part of? It's just it's just language. It's just it's language. just to cover. It's just to cover that. And I I mean, really, it's not a big deal. Okay. I mean, most people the word and there anyways when mm-hmm. they read it because yeah. that's usually the way you would write it. Right. But again, they just they had to make sure that they covered the language okay. to make sure that it didn't fringe upon things. 
Okay. So, I mean, again, that's, it's sensitive, but that's that's the one reason why they were to use the word. It's just the language. Okay. When you say that, you mean the, le- I mean, the legal really, language. When you read it, most people switch the word to the word and. Right. Right. And, and it means the same thing. Right. And even before um, D.C. gave official credit last year, when I would talk about Batman on here or on the blogs or anywhere else, I would always say Bill Finger is a co-creator. I would always say and anyway. And I think, like you said, it's with the fans because people who read the comics all the time, anytime I mention Golden Age or the creation of Batman or talk about Bob Kane or talk about Bill Finger, I mean, this topic of getting the credit where the credit is due and they, so many people, and I know you didn't really know, but so many people know your grandfather and his contribution and how important he is to this character. So I I would definitely agree that Everyone who has an outpour of, oh, he should get the credit. And people who even work in D.C., I know, like, even when it was the 75th anniversary and when they were doing Detective Comics 27 and they had this big anniversary issue, when they redid, I think Chip Kidd was part of it, he redid the first uh, story from Detective Comics 27. He right. said that Bill, he put Bill Finger's name in it. And that was before that it became official. And so I definitely know right. that people... People see well, that's, that. See, that's the other thing is in 2014 was the 75th anniversary, as you know. Mm-hmm. And that was, again, going back to what you were asking about how I got to getting him credit. Timing is everything. And again, the Internet was a huge help with this also because um, in 2014 was when I first made appearances. Mm-hmm. I went to my first con. um I went to San Diego that year and I presented the Bill Finger Award for the first time. Um, I did panels there. They gave me a table. To, they gave me the Ink Pot Award for Bill. Like it was, it was a featured thing. Um, so this was, I could see with my own eyes now that really there, there's people who know and are passionate about getting this corrected which is something I never really knew before. I knew people knew about him, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that people knew about him. Right. You know, yeah. Like, like, and so it was an awakening for me. So I got passionate about it. I'm like, this needs to get resolved. Like, we're we're down to the wire. Like, there's no, no waiting anymore. Like, this has to be done. <laughs> I was like, how are we doing it? Right. And so again, that's where my sister came in and was like, okay, then this is what we need to do. And she just, she knew which avenues, and it took a lot of work for her, but she was willing to do it because she knew that it was important um, and that it was something that needed to be resolved. And we were running out of time to get it resolved. Um, so a lot of things just came together at the right time, and people were willing to make it right. You know, it's, it's the willingness to do to make the change. And so... And, you know, you got to force it sometimes. you got to push people a little bit mm-hmm. and make them realize that it's the right thing to do. Um, so it, all of that came together and it kind of, it was easy, but it wasn't easy. Well, I'm sure. You know I, yeah. You know what I mean by Yeah. That? It's like people want this to happen, but there's still tons of work to actually make it happen. Right. 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 People weren't necessarily against it, I don't right. think. And it's, <laughs> it's song and dance, and you have to go back and forth, and you have to do the, the steps. Mm-hmm. Well, presu- um, presumably the, the Kane estate was against it. Makes it. A it makes a true difference. Right. And um, Mason said probably the Kane estate was probably what was the, the biggest factor that was against it to make it a little bit of a little bit harder to make it happen. Is that true? I know you can't go into detail, I, I but... I have no idea. I have not heard anything from the Kane oh. family. Um, oh. They've been super quiet. They didn't even come to the 75th anniversary. Really? Back wow. in 2014. Um, she was supposed to... The widow was supposed to be at um, the Dark Knight Rises premiere, but she was mm-hmm. not well, so I didn't see her there. She was at the Dark Knight premiere. Um, I didn't meet her that evening. But no, it's been very quiet on that side of the thing. Interesting. You know, they, 
And I would think that she would, you know, someone from the family would have gone out at least for the 75th anniversary. Yes. Deal. It is a huge deal, and DC made it but a huge the deal. The family was nowhere. Wow. If you look at what happened in San Diego back in 2014, it was all it was the Singer family um, were welcoming, you know, being welcomed into the the cons, basically into the the whole comic world mm-hmm. and celebrating, and you know, it was. And that's the other thing: we were never hostile towards the Kane family or the Kane of mm-hmm. it, it wasn't about that. It was just, let's get history corrected. Right, let's exactly. Corrected. It's like you're not you necessarily know? taking away <laughs> anything. No. You just want to be included because it's rightfully so. It's, right. That's what it's supposed to be. No, I understand, but that's that's fascinating that they were they weren't really around for the seventy fifth, and the seventy fifth was a huge deal. I mean, it's right, it, exactly. <laughs> and so, then, yeah. I mean, I just I thought that was kind of weird that they weren't participating wow. in any of the celebrations. So, I mean, maybe they just don't want to, and that's perfectly fine. People like to have their privacy and not be part of something that makes them feel uncomfortable. Right, and I guess so, and you gotta you gotta take it from their side too. They've no, been told definitely. the story for so long from their family that Bob was the only creator, and that Bill worked for him, and that he really wasn't this big influential person mm-hmm. in the creation that Bob King created. Once you tell the lie enough times, it becomes the truth, right? <laughs> right. So to them, it is the truth. Hmm. So they're not going to be open to hearing what the real reality of the situation was, which was Bob was really good at recognizing other people's talent mm-hmm. and yeah. tapping into it. Right. Wow. So, you know, it's perspective. That's really what it comes down to. And if you're told something enough, that's what you're going to believe. Right. And you're not going to believe anything else because you know the absolute truth. That's what you've heard your whole life. That's heavy. Let's take a break and we'll and we'll come back. <laughs> talk on that note. Talk more more about more about it. Hey, we're back. We're back. Hey. Well, I think we'll go on a lighter note, <laughs> just a little. Um, so you did mention the. <laughs> You did mention for the 75th anniversary at San Diego Comic-Con, um, you were there for the Bill Finger Award, and Bill Finger has also been inducted into the Jack Kirby Hall of Fame and the Will Eisner Comic Book Hall of Fame. So what is it like to have, I mean, it took a long time for the correct recognition as we've discussed in the earlier part of the show, but what is it like for there to be a Bill Finger Award at the largest comic book convention and it's going to be for years and years to come. And, I mean, what is it like to kind of finally have some type of peace with maybe this whole ordeal and knowing that your your grandfather is finally being recognized the way that he should be? Well, um, I was shocked, actually, when I found out back in 2007 that there was a Bill Finger Award. Mm-hmm. Um I was like, what? <laughs> There's a what? <laughs> really? Um, but, you know, Jerry Robinson, bless his heart, he really, you know, saw the injustice for Bill and wanted him to be honored in some way. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's how that came about. And, um, you know, I was so honored to participate in that and be able to, to hand out the awards. Um, it was... Uh, pretty surreal for me you know I, I think that's probably the closest that I've gotten to my grandfather is to be able to participate in something other than just talking Batman but something that was really just you know writing comics and honoring other people who wrote comics and just you know that that little piece of him being truly honored so it was amazing I mean it's and I I I'm still like in awe in the fact that they give out an award every year in his name. It's, you know, it's what it should be. Definitely. He was an amazing writer and he didn't just write for Batman. He wrote for many, many comics. Right. And TV and movies and radio and everything that he could possibly write for. 
So, I mean, he should be honored in every way that he can be. I have a I have a question about his writing of Batman. I don't know if you know this, but but hearing you talk about it and and realizing that he developed the origin story and was the original writer, um, was Batman able to kill under his uh, storyline? Was Batman down for killing? Because I know in the early um, comics he did I don't kill. Know if it was, well, he carried a gun in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they yeah. can't die. Right. Because they wanted to make it less violent for children. Right. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I think once you take the gun away, it takes that element of sudden death away. So I, I don't, I haven't read enough of the early stuff to know. That's okay. London knows. <laughs> no. You know, I gotta get on it, right? No. Um, <laughs> no. But, I mean, I think with the whole, like, you know, watching his parents being killed, mm-hmm. that why would he want to conflict that kind of right? Why would he on someone else? Exactly. Like, why would, would he use the weapon that not killed kill them and just yes. have them be contained in some way? Exactly. Yeah. So, because in the first year, nineteen thirty nine, nineteen to nineteen forty, right? He he held a gun and he killed and which now at least in the batman comics now in the media that's very forbidden like oh batman doesn't kill he doesn't use guns and yet starting out when he was by himself before dick grayson came in in issue 38 in in 1940 it was he just he was his he was he was on his own and he was a very pulp fiction type character and so him building a gun and things like that it didn't really seem out of the ordinary from the tone of the comics that were out. So, uh, and but uh, your grandfather wrote a lot of those early stories. So I think we were just wondering if that it was just, if you knew that if it was just... I think it was just more of the times, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You got to think of what was going on in the 30s. Right. You know, a lot of gangster stuff was going on. Yeah, a lot of Dick Tracy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that's who his original enemies were, were the gangsters. And yeah. they all shoot him up movies. I mean, right. <laughs> they were all watching in the movie theaters. So it kind of just makes sense that it would go in line with that um, for the time. I mean, but to take that element out of the equation mm-hmm. makes him have to be more creative on right. how he's going to deal with the criminal and how he's going to capture and, you know, and trick him and all these things mm-hmm. um, instead of just taking the easy here, I'm going to shoot you and you're dead. And right. That's the end of the story. Yeah, it definitely makes the story more entertaining because he has to try to figure out what is the best way to apprehend the character without killing him, which is why. Right. We... It also brings up moral quandaries, which is always good reading. Right. So, yeah. Of course. Um, just like him dealing with the Joker, especially in later years, and everyone always wonders why doesn't he kill so the Joker deep. when he's killed so many Careful, people. London, right. it's, a, it's a rabbit <laughs> hole. I don't, don't go down it. <laughs> if he killed Joker, then he killed Batman. Because everybody has a yin and a yang. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that whole right. dynamic there. Yes. I, and, the, and they'll never kill off that character because of that. No, exactly. And um, I did want to ask, uh, do you have a favorite co-creation or creation that your grandfather did? I mean, he's contributed to so many characters, especially in the Batman mythology. Do you have a favorite? Uh, my favorite character in the Batman world, obviously, is Catwoman. Ah, yes. Uh, nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's always on the line. She's always mm-hmm. playing both sides, which is an amazing character to have within the dynamics of having people so far on the left and so far on the right. And right. She is right in the middle and she's totally manipulating everybody. <laughs> Did Bill Finger help create her too? Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Bill Finger created Yeah. So that's awesome. Yep. Well, yeah, I, I like the character Catwoman for that as well because she's kind of seen as like the anti-hero. She's on the line. She doesn't know if she should be good or bad, and she's always had that, and that's always made her character so much more interesting, I think. Oh, and, yeah. And people a totally all... different dynamic to the comic also. Yeah. Because here you do have someone who doesn't play by the rules, mm-hmm. and she can play both sides. Right. And so it's very frustrating for all the other people that are involved. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have... And she kind of just laughs at them like, oh, right. oh, oh. Yeah. You know? 
No, <laughs> I I agree. No, <laughs> do you have a favorite? Um, <laughs> well, do you have a favorite uh, live action Batman or Batman movie? Do you have one that you really um, enjoy? Well, I would have to say that my favorite live action movie um, would be The Dark Knight. Ah, okay. Um, Bale is not my favorite Batman. Okay. Um, I mean, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs> so then why did you like The Dark Knight so much? What was it for you that that's um, your favorite? Well, I mean, a lot of things. I mean, of course, Heath Ledger was amazing in that mm-hmm. movie, and what they did with the Joker character was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they also did a lot of really cool things in that movie, um, you know, with the whole scene with the the truck flipping forward and, and some of the other stunts that they did. And mm-hmm. just, they did some really cool visual stuff in that movie. Yeah. Um, and being someone who's very visual with my art, like, mm-hmm. that's what I look at. Like, what are they going to do that's going to blow me away this time? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I had yeah. a really good storyline with it also. So that just, it pulled it all together. I think in, in the series, that's the strongest one out of the three. Um, and it was also the first one that I got to go to for the premiere. So it has a Which special awesome. place in my heart. You yeah, know? no. Like, um, but but I, as as far as that one, that yeah, that one was definitely uh, one of my favorites. As far as, like, the person who played Batman, mm-hmm. um, well, that's pretty tough because, you know, <laughs> For a long time, it was Michael Keaton from mm-hmm. the 89 yeah. Batman. Um, but, you know, I think Ben Affleck did a really an amazing job. I do, um, I know that a lot of people didn't like the last movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was okay with it. I enjoyed it. I, I was entertained. I don't go to these movies because I'm a diehard fan and I know the history and I get to, you know, compare it to every little point that's right. in every book. You know, like I, I do. <laughs> I kind of I have an advantage of the fact that I don't read them, mm-hmm. so I can actually go to the movie and enjoy, and enjoy the movie. And, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not tainted, so I can I can look at it as a, an entertainment value instead of like, oh my God, they, they didn't tell this part of the story correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't know if they told the story correctly because I didn't read it. But right, it, it but you there. enjoyed it because it's entertaining. <laughs> Which is all right. it, well, it should be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, between those two, it's a tie. Um, although Adam West always has a special place in my heart because that was uh, always the first Batman that I was exposed to. Yeah. Um, and getting to meet him was an amazing experience. Yeah. yeah that was at the first con I went to. Okay. Um, I got to meet him. That's so. awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've. I've met some really, truly amazing people along the way. So Mm -hmm. I feel very fortunate um, and that the community has been very welcoming Mm -hmm. of someone who's basically an outsider, um, even though I'm connected in this amazing historical way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I, again, it wasn't my medium to go to. Right, but the, everyone is well is with open arms is welcoming you, which is yes. what it should be. And I mean, finally, I think your grandfather is getting the recognition that that he deserves, and so, and which I'm very glad about because from from reading the comics for for many years, and then even learning more about the history behind the creation of Batman, and then learning more about your grandfather because. For anyone who doesn't read comments, like I said, they are just used to seeing the Bob Kane name and they might not know. But then people who really are into the medium, they know the work that your grandfather did and how much he brought to the character. And we can't thank that enough because like we talked about earlier, Batman might be a very just obscure character, only lasted a few years in comics. And we wouldn't be celebrating him like we do today or seeing him in all these movies or all these interpretations. And yes, right? yes, definitely. Um, well, it's not even that. It's the story. That's the other thing. There's a whole other aspect with the fans, and they they really do attach to what that band represents. Mm-hmm. And it's been uplifting for a lot of people who have had to go through trauma in their lives. Yes. And Batman has shown them the strength to be able to overcome whatever situation they're in. And when I came into the scene, I was 
you know, I was overcome with people sharing their stories with me and how, you know, this character was able to lift them up and out of the situation um, in a lot of different ways. Um, that was amazing when I came into it to see how it truly affected people and how Bill's creation really helped people when they needed it. Mm-hmm. That, that really changed. I said, I have to be out there. I got to I got to do this. Definitely. So speaking of fans or anything, are you part of any projects or organizations or anything that spreads the word about the contributions your grandfather gave to Batman's creation, legacy? Um, there's actually a documentary coming out on Hulu oh. um, next year. Um, Bill and Batman. It's a Hulu exclusive documentary. What? All about, cool. about the creation with Bill and the, and the journey of what he went through. And then what, you know, my family went through to get to the credit and, wow. and so how it all ties together. That's amazing. So that will be out sometime next year sometime in the early part year. of the year. Oh, my goodness. I will be looking out for that. And all of you listening should, too. It's going to come on Hulu. You said it's a Hulu exclusive. Yeah, did you say it's a Hulu exclusive? Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. Well, I have Hulu, so I am ready. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. Okay. Um, what are? Is there anything you're um, besides that? Is there anything else you're working on? I mean, it doesn't have to be Batman related. Uh, I, I am working on a, a book with um, an author right now. It's going to be graphic novel style. Ah. Um, he's already written the script, so we're waiting on an illustrator right now. It's so cool. the last I heard. Um, so I'm hoping that will be completed in the next couple of years. Um, I know that my sister and I are looking at a couple other projects. Um, eventually down the road, I'd like to get some kind of scholarship program um, with those names for people who want to go into the media of comic writing or comics. Um, yeah, that's thing amazing. That I'd like to look into is something yeah. for, you know, some nonprofit organizations, artists who need help you know, with contracts or, you know, uh, any kind of legal maneuvering to get, make sure that they're protected with their work. Um, so there's a lot of different stuff that we want to put together. <laughs> wow. Um, That's great. Right there. Yeah. So, no. um, that is, I, so... I, I'm hoping to get those name out there some more to help people who are in the industry. No, that's fantastic. And where can people follow you to stay up to date on these projects and to learn when they're about to be out? Where can people follow you? Um, I'm family on Facebook. Um, you can find my, my fan page on Facebook. Just send them a name, Athena Finger. I do have a Twitter page. Um, I'm not as active on Twitter, <laughs> but I do go on there and I do share some stuff on there too. I know when the it comes closer for the uh, documentary to come out, I'll definitely start posting stuff on there too. That's so um, those are the two avenues that I have. Um, I know people have been telling me that I need to get some more like Instagram and things like that, but mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> for sure. Yes, I, I live on Instagram. So when you do come on Instagram, I will definitely follow you. <laughs> okay, well, I actually have one, but I never <gasps> but use it. But you don't it. use and it. I have to take over for me and never do <laughs> Well, if you ever come back on Instagram, let me know. <laughs> well, oh, that's that's amazing about all these projects you're working on. I'm so excited to see the documentary and graphic novel and all these things that you're working on to get your grandfather's name more out there and for people to know the incredible man he was and the amazing work he's done. And so since Thanksgiving is tomorrow, we are very thankful not just for you but for Bill Finger. And thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about his work and everything that led to him receiving the credit that finally he deserves. So thank you so much, Athena. We really well, appreciate it. thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Yes, so thank you so much. You are definitely, I mean, Bill Finger is the epitome of, of history of the Batman. So this is a huge episode, I think, for myself and hopefully for the listeners, too. I mean, this is why Batman exists. This, you like Batman? It's because of this man. <laughs> it is because of your grandfather. So you should appreciate this and really understand how much he contributed to making the Batman you love in any media today. So thank you again so much.
Well, thank you again for being a fan. I appreciate it. So appreciate it. Uh, I thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> well, that was amazing. That was. Oh my God, she's so cool. Yes, and I am. London, so- what a score on the interview. <laughs> so good. No, I'm so glad that we were able to talk to her about her grandfather, and I am so excited because I had no idea that a documentary is going to come out no next year. Clue. That is amazing. It's so. This is an exclusive, guys. Yeah. This is the first time you're hearing it you're here hearing first. You're hearing it here first because there is nowhere where it says that she's doing this and it's a Hulu exclusive so that's amazing and she, we um, are probably going to have her back oh we, we gotta yeah we're gonna have her back on the show when the documentary actually comes out so she could talk about it more yeah so pre- stay tuned for that sometime next year it's happening it's it is happening so that is great and like I, like I said when I was talking to her that this is history of the Batman and I know they're living history yes yeah. and there are so many different Batman podcasts and shows and things like that and here we and here on History of the Batman with London we really do want to focus on the people who have contributed to the evolution of Batman and Bill Finger co-created co- Batman co co with a, with a yeah, quotation quote, marks co- you know co-created. I gotta tell you like my opinion of Bob Kane is really shook <laughs> by this whole I mean maybe no, you people are people have been shook for years well Mason. maybe you already knew but I didn't know <laughs> no I had no. no idea yeah but I mean it's 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 pretty deep it's been so controversial yeah I guess uh, so I guess much. this has been going on for years in the yes. industry though yes because I hear the same stuff about like Deadpool and like and different there was another one no different characters right. I mean even on Marvel side and DC side I mean these type of mm-hmm. things where people are trying to get rightful credit I mean has been it goes on for all types right because in the golden age it's just that was never considered yeah it was everything was work for hire yeah and exactly yeah. yeah just like ah uh, the 40s <laughs> but just like she was saying I mean Bill, he just wanted to write. Mm-hmm. He wanted to write for the character. He yeah, wanted, for sure. And that's what he really focused on, which I think is very noble, considering Bob Kane, and, and outspokenly Bob Kane was about the money. This isn't me trying to bash Bob Kane. This is me saying in interviews and in things like that that Bob Kane did before he passed away, he knew that, oh, I could get paid more if I created a character that was as popular as Superman was when Action Comics mm. number one came out. So yes, his idea was to get a character that would generate money for him to make. For sure. And whereas it seems like Bill Finger, while it is very unfortunate that it took so long for him to get credit, Bill Finger just wanted to write. Yeah. He wanted to build this mythology and sure. that is the very artist. commendable. Yes. Yeah, I get you. Which is fantastic. You gotta put up a picture of the uh, the original concept though. On oh your- yes, I will I will put up that and I will also put up the Ty Templeton uh, strip that I mentioned to Athena earlier about uh, Bob Kane. If it was just Bob Kane who imagined Batman, what it would look like. And because yeah, I'm super curious. Oh no, about that. I will put all of that up on the social medias, which I will talk to you now on uh, Instagram.com/slash History of the Batman, on Twitter at Hist of the Batman, and on Facebook at History of the Batman. And of course, if you have any questions or comments or feedback or anything, you can always email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. Or you can always DM me any of those things because I love your feedback. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who listens and who follows on Twitter and retweets and shares the podcast and and also the YouTube channel that is right? new. It's only yeah. a couple months old, but it's getting good cra- traction. I'm getting good feedback, and so thank you guys. And there'll be more vlogs soon and things like that. Um, and I'm glad a lot of people like the panels from Los Angeles Comic Con. And I also wanted to kind of briefly talk about that because I haven't really got to talk about it since... Um, <laughs> lay, it, lay it on us. Yeah, no, it was fantastic and kind of uh, what... what Adam mentioned earlier that right. um, there was the Kevin Conroy spotlight and there Kevin was the, Conroy, which was so great, so good. It was so fun. And I loved seeing you together. I loved <laughs> him putting his arm around you and holding you close <laughs> as he realized that you and him have a connection. It was so good. No, and the voices of DC Universe, which was a massive panel with like five hundred people. People in that, that room. Pretty, yeah, that was, that was really. I saw fun. that got a good review on Twitter. Yeah, people so like, people enjoyed it so much, and the Wonder Woman panel and the Harley Quinn panel, which will be put up, I believe, as episodes, 
soon. At least the soon. Pa- the, the the panels themselves. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on. Yeah, so maybe Ooh. next week the Harley Quinn one. We'll see. Okay, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll hash it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But yes, so it's been great, and I am thankful for everyone who listens and who is a supporter of the podcast and Instagram and everything history of the Batman. And I am very thankful for you guys, and I am thankful for you, Mason, and Aww. I am thankful for Shadow Adam and everyone that is my extended. family family at Meltdown Comics. I'm just thankful. So I do hope that you have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. I hope, I hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Too. yeah. It, it'll be chill. Yeah. yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. We'll, we'll all be, we'll be here. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, so London. Yes. Oh, peace. Oh. Yeah. No. You can do it. No. Do peace, it. Peace, love, and Batman. Woo. Woo. <laughs>